Hello. Welcome to Fat Lux, Fables, Fibs and Frippery. This is the story of the Chicken Sisters, trivial, ephemeral and fruitless. The comic tragedy of a yammering family of little import. My family, or should I say, my wider family, my extended family, so to speak, was dying like hot summer bushflies when I was younger. There was a period where it seemed like someone was leaving on the big magic cloud holiday every month. That is how it was presented to us as children. Grandpa Midge, then Grandma Midge, Uncle D, Ern and Uncle Turn, City with Big Ray, Auntie Dot, then Elma, followed by Uncle Shul, then Wally and Auntie Reen. It was like those green bottles, falling accidentally. Midge, Midge, Dick, Ern, Turn, City, Ray, Dot, Elma, Shul, Wally and Reen are real people. And someone in my family really gave them those names. And then they died. Not straight away, not immediately, but die they did. Some prematurely and some finally, at last, for God's sake, interred. My family was nomenclaturally challenged, quite perversely so in fact. Born a boy, you got the full majesty of three stately names, William George Victor. Or Harold Norman Charles. Importance. Value by name, Monica Worth, so to speak. But born a girl, and you got one vaguely second-class calling card and appendage. Mildred Mill, Elizabeth Bet, Patricia Pooh, Joyce Num Num, or Thelma Diggle. Names and nicknames. <coughs> My mother was born a twin, so she got, they got, half a name each, a nickname, only an abbreviation's worth. It could never end well knowing you only warranted half a name, a nickname at best, a demi-person, part woman, part poultry, the house chicken, with a silly name. Flo and Ally, Nip and Tuck, my mother and her sister. Together, barely worth considering a whole person. They were always looked on as twice the work, half the result. Whether irregular names ever contributed to the rush of death in my family, I can't answer. It could form the basis for a study, a thesis even. Does a ludicrous name lead to a premature death? 
who knows. But they did die, did Midge, Midge, Digurn, Turn, City, Ray, Dot, Elmer, Shul, Wally and Reen. Rapidly, frequently and with studied regularity. We could have taken a block booking with a funeral director. We could have haggled for a season ticket. We could have negotiated for a cut rate on the first Monday of every month, just for instance. But my family is not like that. We are not cheap. We are not tawdry. No. We befriend every salesman. We beguile every charlatan. And we welcome them into the family. And know that they need our love. We understand that they are giving us the best possible treatment. The best prices, of course. Family rates. Just for us. Because they like us. We are special, love it is, and we have the best names, Midge, Midge, Digurn, Turn, City, Ray, Dot, Elmer, Shul, Wally and Reen. So we kept dying, and so we kept having funerals, each one unique and at very special prices, courtesy of our family connections with the funeral director, most creatively and amusingly named Moriarty and Sons. No, not of Sherlock Holmes fame, but more, much more of Goon Show infamy. Of course, this was before funeral insurance, which was invented by some beguiling mountebank, some industrious illywacker. Funeral insurance was ostensibly created to remove the financial burden from the next generation. And, just in case, for instance, they, the next generation, do not care if you are turned into fertiliser or even left to decay in a box in a darkened corner of a shed or outbuilding somewhere. So in the unlikely circumstance of such a thing, insurance was sold as a precaution. BYOF, bring your own funeral, a prophylactic measure against the truth. Today the insurance industry and the funeral Easters offer even greater security. Why death itself no longer exists and consequently there is nothing to grieve about. White is the new black. Death is merely the journey 
to eternal holidays in the sun, in a better place where only pure joy exists. We don't die anymore, we pass. We pass to a better place. Grief and sorrow are no longer required. We're white, we're colours. Celebrate life and know that they have passed. It will then be possible to take the ashes, conveniently pelletized, and spread them somewhere meaningful, where midge, midge, dig, urn, turn, city, ray, dot, elmer, shul, ollie, orine can reside forever. Spread them about as the conveniently pelletized and sanitized ashes of the past. Gone to a better place. Take the non-ash ashes, pelletized for simple handling. Put a handful here and a handful there. Poison the snails, feed the cat. For they have nearly passed. Leave them on the shelf here. I have seen a dead body when it has gone cold, cold and stiff, drained of life. There is an unmistakable absence of life. You never hear that voice again, never smell their presence, never feel their touch or the particular sound they made as they walked down the hallway farted, past, past. In the beginning, when they started to die, like flies, it was not considered wise or appropriate for children to attend funerals. My dog, my lovely dog, my constant companion for eight years, had died when I was ten. It was perhaps the only creature who truly wanted me, who truly loved me and needed me. I was not permitted to see the body or bury my beloved brush nuts. Yes, we even gave our dogs weird names. So my beautiful brush nuts died, and I knew death to be a heinous thing, a heinous thing of insufferable pain and wrenching loss. I therefore understood the funeral of a person, a relative, a loved one, to be brimful of baleful wailing with the great gnashing of teeth, the pounding of chests and the tearing of hair. A horror, a horror so great that a child would be permanently scarred and scared of death. So sagaciously we were kept away, protected. At 17, I was permitted to attend to be a pallbearer even, for one of Midge, Midge, Degurn, Turn, City, Ray, Dot, Elmashul, Wally, Orin, or perhaps another of the wider clan, also foolishly named. I forget somehow. 
prepared myself, imbued with solemnity, ready to bear the pole-covered coffin and carry a relative into the hereafter. I saw it as a great and solemn duty of huge import, one of the first truly significant tasks in my short life. It was a coming of age, permitted, even implored, to gnash my teeth. I was graduating from dog death to human funeral, with a breast full of pride and tears. telling jokes among the menfolk, chuckling quietly at some silliness. Big Uncle Chaz started making oozing, seeping sexual noises about a woman at a different funeral, like sucking on a ham bone at Christmas. Nugget was making up puns and limericks, while Rusty was imploring us to take number seven in the third at Flemington. anywhere. No demure women discreetly dabbing the corner of their eyes with clean handkerchiefs. No brutish women or men, seeds of the earth, quietly holding back their grief. It was just jokes and silliness and giggling. And I understood I was obviously young and naive. Perceptibly, one of the chicken sisters, a demi-person, stirred, broke ranks, caught my sympathetic eye and erupted, wailing, gnashing, pounding, tearing her hair. She buried her chicken self into my puny 17-year-old arms. The family tutted, clicked tongues, sighed, and finally remonstrated with her, imploring her chickenness to pull herself together. This was not how it was done. We did not have vulgar displays of emotion. And now, where was the other half of this blubbering mess? Where was she when you needed her? The other chicken sister? The other demi-child. Twice the trouble. Half the result. Every time. We hope you got something from the Chicken Sisters. A tear, a smile, or even a little chuckle. Fat Lux, like us, follow us, or just look out for us in the future. 
The soundtrack includes the beautiful piano of Dana Boulay on Avec Toi, the cool playing of Blue Dot Sessions on the Caspian Sea and Lacquer Groove, and finally Lobo Loco on Hippie House piano version. We found all of them on the Free Music Archive. Check them out. The sounds, noises and music bits are from Freesound. We will list them somewhere, but the artists are Katarina Rose, Raspberry Tickle, Womb Affliction, Audios Media, DM James, RDB, Benjamin Harvey Design, Neon Aeon, Sage Turtle, RCA, Noise Collector, Pearl Tuner, De Broid and finally Tam. Look them up. All the music and sounds are licensed under Creative Commons. The story is copyright. We hope to have your ears again soon. Thank you for listening.